The risk of trading futures and options can be substantial. All information, publications, and material used and distributed by Advanced Trading Incorporated shall be construed as solicitation. ATI does not maintain an independent research department as defined in CFTC Regulation 1.71. Information obtained from third-party sources is believed to be reliable, but its accuracy is not guaranteed by Advanced Trading Incorporated. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to ATI Pro Media. Got markets are moving. We've got a ton of headlines. European Union, we're still seeing farmers protesting there. A lot of news out out of there. Nat gas, mortgage interest. We've got uh, some uh, headlines on the E15 sales, and we're going to break down some charts, right? We got corn beans making making new lows. March corn down four currently, and I have just the guy to bring in live from Bloomington, Tommy Grisafi. What's going on? My screens were freezing a little bit. Can you hear me? Can you see me? Give us a call. Give us a text. Hey, everyone. Good morning. Uh, we're open for comments. we got a light show. The graphs you have are awesome. The headlines you have are awesome. I drove down to Bloomington, and the biggest thing I'm worried about today has nothing to do with grains. I am fascinated to watch NVIDIA earnings come out this afternoon. And this yeah. is why. NVIDIA is moving more in value in a week than the whole entire corn crop is. So you think, hey, we're farmers. We produce 15 billion bushels of corn times five. Well, now times 450. Uh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot. 60 billion, fine. 70 billion, fine. NVIDIA is moving more than that a day. Unbelievable uh, price action. In I saw like that. I saw one trader, a Goldman Sachs guy, I can't remember his name. He called it the most important stock on the planet. So when we think us in the ag sector, we think of a tech stock like NVIDIA. It doesn't apply to us. Well, depending on what the when did the earnings come out, Tommy, this afternoon? This afternoon. And this is why it applies to us. We're going to give you a little teaching in financial uh, in markets. And that's what this show's about. We're a financial channel that loves agriculture. I'm more interested in the price reaction. Let me give you an example. Say we have a really bearish number and the stock sells off $100. Is Wall Street going to come in and buy that? Because there's a whole bunch of people who miss this, right? And so there was a famous grain trader who would go into the USDA reports flat. He would know specs were long, people were long, and he said, God, I hope they crush the grain market on this USDA report so I can go buy thousands of contracts. I'm very interested in the price action. Do we blow off the top? One thing I didn't have time to look at and it doesn't matter, folks, if it's NVIDIA. Uh, Connor, watch this. What do I do with my hands? Um, <laughs> I'm used to standing. It doesn't matter if it's NVIDIA or corn. Everything has a volatility. And when I was on Scott the Cow Guy, our friend Scott Bauer broke down uh, the volatility. So I'm going to find out after the show what they think the stock will move on earnings. So say NVIDIA's, you know, $500 stock. They may have it priced that at the end of the day, it could be 600 or 400 That's very important because... You know, take Nat Gas for today, uh, Connor. Nat Gas is up 10%. How yeah. much would corn be up if it was up 10%? It would be up 41, 42 cents, right? That would be beyond limit. So there's markets out there moving, and I love watching price action. Sorry I went long, but heck, no, we got absolutely. time. 
Well, and another uh, on NVIDIA, right? When we look at those big seven stocks, we talked about it early, right? When we first kicked off the show in November, uh, how much a piece of those uh, big seven are a part of the S&P 500. At one point, the the big seven stocks were up X percent. The rest of the S&P 500 was negative. So if we're looking at 401ks, stuff like that, NVIDIA, it's a big deal. Moving on, mortgage interest massive hit interest rates cross back over seven percent right nothing uh you probably could have predicted this tommy is what we saw uh the past couple weeks with with a fed rate decision but crossing back over seven percent we were probably what were we this time last year would you say six and a half six yeah we were on our way up uh we were on our way up but we weren't this high yet and what's interesting connor is several countries around the world are starting to go into recession and several countries around the world are saying we nicked inflation and we're going to start lowering rates. So here you have the United States. I think you told us on a prior show that about 64, 65% of all the world countries are having an election. One of the biggest being in India, of course, United States. So you have countries around the world who are saying inflation's under control. We can now lower rates. And then you have the United States coming into a big election. Every election is a big election. You have us coming into an election. You got the powers to be who were put in by this administration saying, no, interest rates are under control. But then you got PPI and CPI coming out hot as heck. And the Fed's pretty much said, oh, speaking of Fed, I think we have Fed minutes later today. The Fed's pretty much said, hey, we can't lower rates till this is truly under control. So we're kind of looking silly as a country that we didn't raise rates enough to for all the yohoos out there saying we should cut rates, I actually think we should have raised them one more time. Hey, but I'm in Bloomington, Illinois. No one cares what I think. Back to you, my friend. Long way from Washington. Again, keeping uh, the political front there, we saw uh, E15 sales are going to be year-round, but not starting till 2025. Uh, a good news headline, that's why I wanted to talk about it. Would have probably liked to see it start a little bit earlier than 2025, but I got to think this is politically motivated. We did have our uh, Midwestern governors, Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, I think Nebraska, uh, four or five of them that were a big push for this. So I think good to see, good for the farmer, but we've got a ways to go. Not going to happen until 2025. Net gas up 10%. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Uh, there was some news. I talked to PJ this morning. He said uh, one of the natural gas companies said they're going to, uh, cut back. Obviously, natural gas is under what it uh, costs them to produce. So uh, unlike corn, if you're making natural gas, I think you can turn the switch on and off. I don't think you have to make it. But the, the corn farmer and the bean farmer, any row crop farmer, is in a, a very unique uh, situation. Um, once you have that land and you intend on farming it, that's why we say, you know, they're they're not just caught long they're old crop. They're caught long. They're 24. They're caught long. They're 25. They're 26. And we could deep dive into some charts here in a little bit and look at how low can prices go, right? They've went lower before. Let's do it. Let's pound out a few more headlines. Here's a big one, Tommy. We've talked a lot about it started with uh, France. Then it was Spain. These e European Union farmers were riding. And then here's one that caught me off guard. Danish farmers must cut production to achieve climate goal, says government advisor. So here we go. This is going to be a tax on farming emissions, right? We're looking at, I think it was, a, they have to cut it by a fifth or something like that. Mm -hmm. So we're just talking about cutting farming to hit a climate goal. So uh, blows my mind when I look at headlines like that. 
Yeah. Well, of course, folks, you can give us a call, 1-855-737-FARM. You can email us at info at ATI Pro Media. Uh, you have some charts, and after that, we'll jump into uh, our live charts of the markets. Yeah, let's do it. These are just good color coming from Farm Doc Daily. They always put out good information. But it's just looking at historical of how when Brazil came online and how we've seen that shift in the past 20 years. So as you can see, soybean exports, we've both grown going into 2016. United States exports grew uh, quite a bit as well. But these past five years, you can see how much Brazil has came online in terms of soybean exporting. And so if we put our five-year hat on and look forward, right, I don't see this changing. It doesn't seem like we're, you know, with these crush plants coming online, it looks like we're probably going to be uh, continuing to dwindle our soybean exports. But hey, I don't know what's going to happen the next three months. So no use. I could take my five-year hat off. But same thing, as you can see, same trend that we've seen. Uh, 2018, of course, was the uh, China tariff that we saw that. We saw that big dip. We've mostly recovered from that, still a little bit below the highest 62%, but still trailing Brazil. And we haven't been the main exporter to China since right around 20, 2009, 2010. Those are really powerful charts. I have to show everyone how old I am. Those charts go back to 2004. I started my first day in the corn pit was June 24th, 1993. So without almost taking my shoes off, those we got to go back 11 years more. So my history as a grain trader, maybe myself, I haven't done a good enough job identifying that uh, we are no longer number one. Because you think of America, you know, undefeated and all the world wars, all that other BS. But when it comes to grain production, we are no longer number one. That's a that's a bitter pill to swallow, and we're not going to become number one probably ever again because we're building homes and dollar stores, et cetera. We're also making our ground that we have a lot better, like our friend uh, Roger Ellingson and Spike Ellingson up there in North Dakota. You know, we're taking what we have, and we're going to become. I think it'll be sooner than later that we are three hundred bushel. Uh, you know, we're growing three hundred bushel uh, national averages here, and uh, you'll see it in your lifetime shortly. Um, we have a couple charts of my own. Do I pop that in? Joe pops it in. First day here on the set. <laughs> hey, Connor, do you oh, know we... if they have any good tanning beds or anything here in central Illinois? Because I am feeling like pasty white on the show. Should I go full Scott well, cow guy here... and go get the spray tan? What are we doing here? I got good news for you. I believe Commodity Classic's coming up, and I think I know someone that's speaking, right? Oh, and yeah. where's Commodity Classic? It's never in a cold part of the state. Oh, look so. at that. Look at that good-looking guy. All right. Uh, is, is it San Antonio this year? Houston? Houston? Is it in Houston? Houston, baby, yeah. Never been there to Houston. Long-time listener, first-time caller to Houston. Tommy Grisafi and the ATI crew will be speaking there. And uh, tomorrow we'll tell you what booth we're at. And we're going to have some surprise giveaways. You know what we should do, Connor, is we should make like a secret code, kind of like Willy Wonka-ish, where you come up and whisper in my ear, a certain number will give you an American flag. So I think I already have the plan. We also have ATI Pro Media Cups. Um, let's get in these charts. These are scary, yeah. as you know what on Brady uh, Huck's boots over there. Monthly chart soybeans. Why don't you talk about this a little bit while I get some coffee? Yep. What are we looking at? Weekly going back to 2011. So it, it really just looking at the past 15 years of soybeans, as you can see that volatility. And right now we're sitting at 1170. But we're a long ways away from that uh, big carry market that we saw from 2015 to roughly the middle of 2020. And so scary when we scary. Yeah. And what else is scary is if we start looking at stocks use, especially on corn, 
right? The similarities that we have that are on the table for 2024, they sure look a lot like those 2017, 28 numbers, 2018 numbers to me, Tommy. Yeah, let's flip the coin real quick, my friend. I had this ready. Where did my corn one go? Here, while you pull it up, just looking. I think we've got... There it is. There we go. Definitely a turnaround Tuesday. Beans down 10. Corn bouncing off the lows, but we got March corn still down three, sitting at 415. Keep an eye on wheat. Wheat had a good day yesterday. If wheat could poke its head up and get going, that might give people a little hope. Go ahead, my friend. Monthly corn. Yeah, same similar trend where you could see the lows that big carry markets, the 2015 to 2020, where we saw uh, the price drop around. Right, think of the four dollar corn uh, time period, and right now we're sitting at 415 March. Right, feels like we're getting back to that time period. Looking at 20, right? Uh, let's go back 2011, 2012. Right, uh, big buzzword in our uh, world. But as we chopped up there, and then the 2013, 2014. Right, the function of the market was to get enough supply out there, and it did it. And that's what we're looking like is on the table right now. Yeah, let me show you something, Connor. I became a broker at Advanced Trading right here on uh, uh, around uh, April, May of 2014, and farmers were kind of at the same psychology we have now, where it's yeah, we were higher, we're going to bounce, and uh, uh, Five is the new floor, and it's just really weird. We're at 450, but we should never be below five. Not only were they wrong, they were wrong for it. Let's count it on our fingers for those of you watching at home in the back of the room. 2015 was not fun. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, we spiked down to the COVID lows. That's a four-year anniversary. Uh, we were we were at really not good prices for five, six years. And I remember one year in particular because I was working with one of those spreadsheet gurus back then. And he literally figured out that his farm had three days they could have been profitable that year. So when you see these people saying, sell at your cost production or when we get to your break even, how many days in here? 365? What were you supposed to do the other 362 days? I'm, I'm asking the question. Drop a comment below for you guys who can get all your grain marketed in three days. I call BS on that one. Sorry, but uh, I need yeah. more coffee. Let's call BS and, when there's BS, right? Maybe we should <laughs> unfortunately, have a button or something. Yeah. <laughs> and that three that three days that we were above cost of production, it was probably in April, May, June, July, right? So we're gonna pull the trigger on yeah. everything at that time period. Easier said than done. Question Luke, with your cost of production estimate for corn and beans, what sort of wage was penciled in for the farm owner? So I think he's asking, right? If we're if we're looking at cost of production numbers, what's the farmer looking at for income? And so uh Two things. It's going to depend. Do we own the ground? Do we not? If we're paying some cash rent on current estimates and current prices, I'll tell you the income. It's not a fun number to p- pencil, Luke. Now, this is where we say we hope mama has a job with insurance in town. So to all you gals, they're working farm wives with insurance, uh, school teachers, nurses, anything. My wife works. It all helps. Uh, you know, when, when the husband or the man of the house, or it could be vice versa. When there's one breadwinner and then that breadwinner takes a hit, it, it hurts. So it's nice to have a backup plan. I'd rather have a family making too much money and uh, mom putting away money in her 401k and get that health insurance. So to answer that question from my standpoint was, it's nice to have a team player in the family. Back to you. Yeah. Next from Nathan. So true. Excellent reminder. The U.S. farmer should never be complacent. Myself, a South Central Iowa farmer who just returned from a vacation to St. Petersburg, Florida. 
Nathan, you missed some cold weather and some snow, I think. So hopefully you had a good time in St. Petersburg. But absolutely right. The farmer, you're forever until the day you retire, if you're putting a crop in the ground, you're forever long futures and you have that price risk. So I agree not being complacent. Yeah. Anyway, with that, how do people get a hold of us, Connor? Yeah. Give us a call. Send us an email. Um, ask this question anytime. Eight the eight five five seven three seven farm. Still working on a jingle for that. And we will be live tomorrow morning. And with that, we'll see you Thursday. See you, buddy. See ya. Thanks for joining us. We're here every day, 9 a.m. Central. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll see you next time.